What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 56, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno, and I am flying solo today. Well, sort of. For those that have been around for a while listening to the Outfielder, they know that we have something called fastball episodes. Sam and I happened to be up in Denver last week, and we decided to sit down and have a little bit of a roundtable discussion about the current state of baseball, what's going on in free agency, maybe a little bit of ways to improve the league, since great Sambino and I are always looking for different ways to make baseball better. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring you the interview that Sam and I did in Colorado. Alrighty, so Sam and I are back, live show again. I guess the last time we did a live show together was live from Atlanta, right? That's right, yeah, from my, my apartment that is now not my apartment anymore. Yeah, so next time that we do that, I guess we'll actually be... Seated in the basement of the yeah. house. Or go to the actual game and not get rained out in like the first inning. The rain was killer, was not okay. Yeah, that was really annoying, but that's okay. We still ended up having a great time. We get to eat good food, all that kind of stuff, but... Uh, yeah, off-season edition here, so we are both find ourselves in Colorado right now, and we've been talking about all the kinds of different things going on around baseball. Jimmy Midtown was here for a little while. Unfortunately, we are doing this too late, so he is incommunicado with us, but he will be back for the National League preview episode, so he'll be back for that, and that's like just a few weeks away. I think catchers and pitchers report in like two weeks. I just renewed the Fantasy League. I'm ready to Ooh. go. Keepers need to be set by the 19th of March. We've got a you know, month and a half, and then we're, we're terminal, man. So who do you have to decide on here? What's what's your So the the top eight in my mind for my keepers are we talking keepers now? Yeah. Corey Kluber and Walker Bueller for my pitchers. Mm-hmm. There are many more that I would love to keep, but my offense is too potent. Mm-hmm. So if we keep ten, that's the first two, then Ronald Acuna Jr., mm-hmm. Bryce Harper, Javi Baez, Andrew Benintendi, Juan Soto, Chris Davis, uh, Xander Bogarts, and Vlad. Okay. I hate you for that. Junior. Yeah, Vlad Jr., just to make sure that's clear. And I'm giving up, you know, Miguel Andujar and Justin Turner, Michael Brantley, guys like Jose Barrios, Herman Marquez, Charlie Morton, Zach Wheeler, some real top-notch guys. But that's what happens when you have an eight-team Stacked league. league, yeah. But that's the problem. Like, people like Michael Brantley are great players. They're just not great fantasy players, unfortunately. Michael Brantley is... I, I disagree. I think Michael Brantley is one of the best fantasy players when he's playing. Yes, that's the problem. It was the health thing. That's where I'm at with you on that, too. Yeah, man, it's going to be a hell of a good time. We're adding Ben to the league, which should be good. Baseball Ben. Baseball Ben. He is known for knowing a little bit about baseball. I think JB is going to join as well, so that'll be good. Great. We need some real competitive guys in there. Some real baseball guys. He invited me earlier to, to uh, join a fantasy golf league. I was like, ah, yeah, I think I'm good. I think I'm going to stick to the main things. I put my all my effort into fantasy baseball, so... So I've done, like, match play golf. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you pick the five players that you want to keep score for, like, the U.S. Open or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. But does normal fantasy golf encompass the entirety of, like, many, many tournaments? Honestly, I'm not really sure how it works. I know it's some, something similar to that, but I don't know... I know it goes on, you know, throughout the course of the, the year, but I don't really know a ton about it, to be honest, and... I just really felt like learning a whole other set of rules and leagues and stuff is probably not great for me at this point. I'm really st- struggling to pick up on everything else as, as it is. Seriously, there's enough going on with a serious keeper league yeah. in baseball, and that's way more important. That's where you want to spend. Absolutely. I won't even have another baseball league. Like I, I just Last year was the only exception, and I hated every second of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like to concentrate on the one that we actually play in. 
But yeah, man, it's been there's been a hell of a lot going on now that football's over with. It's on Thank to baseball. God. I can't. Thank God. Yeah, that bad, huh? You know, I, I like watching football because I like my fantasy teams to win. I won both my leagues this year. That's yeah. great. But outside of that, uh, I'm just more of a baseball guy. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I pretty much use it to keep me occupied. Occupado. There it is. Uh, whenever baseball's not going on. So it's really one of those things where, I mean, baseball comes first. I wasn't even that excited about NFL football this year. And then all of a sudden, it just like came around and I was absolutely jacked about it. I was jacked about it. I really liked watching the Chiefs play. I liked watching the, the Falcons really suck this year. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But having Patrick Mahomes on my fantasy team and projecting me into the stratosphere in terms of the rankings on, on the league was, was a lot of fun. It's definitely helpful. Well, man, there's been a lot of crazy, random free agent signings while there's been a lot of ones that haven't happened. Yeah, I would say the the punchline here is that the big dominoes have not fallen. Yeah, but the small uh, ones have. Right, yeah, the Rangers signed Sean Kelly. Great, like, he's a warm body who will throw a baseball. Why haven't they signed Bartolo again, though? That's my question. I mean, it's not like, I, I don't know why. I think they should definitely sign him. Okay, yeah, I agree with you. I, I mean, he's so close to all these records. It's going to put asses in the seat while the, t- while the team sucks. Put asses in the seats, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, he's not a real risk. They'd sign him for one year, and he pitches, call it 100 innings, maybe? Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you... Between the pen and the rotation? Yeah, I don't know how you go wrong with that. I'm really interested in why the Astros signed Wade Miley, and why really anybody still signs that guy. That guy's garbage. I firmly believe that the Astros think that they're such hot shit that they don't need to sign really good talent. They're like, we're going to stick to our core. We love Marvin Gonzalez and Jose Altuve and uh, Carlos Correa, and that's going to be it. I, that's so confusing. They, they put a lot of stock in guys like Marvin Gonzalez, and that's not, not a way to really... He was win. terrible last year overall, wasn't he? He had a lot of clutch home runs, and that is the most I can say for the guy. So he's basically like their... Like Joey Gallo. Yeah. Well, yeah. More or less. I would say, yeah, Joey Gallo is just a three-out kind of guy. Well, right. But, I mean, it's kind of home runner bust. I don't know. I just feel like I've seen Marwin Gonzalez on his ass more than I've seen him Maybe doing anything. Maybe outfield and on first base. Let's look at his numbers here real quick. They are adequate, some might say. So he was a decent fantasy player for a while. But that kind of disappeared pretty quickly overall. Because it, it just seems like it, he probably suffers from the way that the Astros are constructed, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of platooning going on. He's splitting time with um, that XA outfielder. What's his name? Shit. Uh, not Reddick, right? Reddick. Reddick, yeah. God. Reddick. Former Red Sox. That guy's been all over the place. He is arguably the best defensive outfielder in right field. He's been the most like consistent overall. He's got a cannon. He couldn't play that that corner at Fenway at all, though. Unfortunately, that was part of whenever they shipped out all that payroll and stuff back in like 2012. Marwan Gonzalez has a career 12 war. That's pretty crazy, man. How many seasons? Uh, let's see. Since 2012. So, six seasons, not bad. No. He's got he's hit 76 career home runs. He's hit 264 batting average. He's got 292 RBIs as a career. 37 swipe bags. Gets on base 318. Slugs 419. OPS is 737. That's not bad. That's honestly like better. Firmly, well, firmly a couple notches above average. I would agree. I thought that that's better than I thought. Me too. I'm surprised. Well, is it, isn't he a free agent this year? I think he is. They're working on maybe an arbitration right now with him. Mm. 
But why anybody signs Wade Miley? I don't know. I don't know why people have a fascination with ground ball pitchers. Right, yeah, let's pitch to contact is not what you really want. It was the most frustrating year of Red Sox baseball I've watched when he was there. Wasn't he on the Brewers for a long time? He, uh, let's see, so he was Arizona, Boston, got traded. He was an acquisition piece. And then Seattle, Baltimore, Milwaukee for one year last year. I didn't know that he pitched there last year, to be honest with you. Oh, maybe I'm mixing him up with somebody else, but Seattle sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, he was there for a little bit of time anyway. But he, I don't know. I don't, again, it's the pitching to contact thing. I just don't like that. Let's see, what else have we got going on? The thing that probably kills me the most is Paul Goldschmidt signing with the Cardinals. Yeah, that's a little upsetting. It just sucks. I feel like every single year I have a player like Sean Carlos Stanton or somebody like that that ends up playing for a team that I just absolutely can't stand. There's only like two of those teams, too. Cardinals-Yankees. Cardinals and Yankees, absolutely. Paul Goldschmidt has been too good for too long to not get something better. Did they give him a bunch of money? He's on a one-year deal, I believe, right? One-year deal for some I think of so. that talent? I think it was one of those things they signed him to a one-year deal and then traded him because they realized that they weren't going to get anything or that he was going to walk no matter what. Let me look and see what this trade looks like. Paul Goldschmidt has been quietly one of the best baseball players for many years. Absolutely. People just don't know about him because he plays in Arizona. Why don't people watch Arizona? They're just small team or a small market team, I guess. Fried brains, too yep. hot. Indeed, he has a forty WAR over his career. That's intense. That's a very high number. Of it is been the league since twenty eleven. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, we have as a career hitter, he's two ninety seven, three ninety eight OBP, and slugs five thirty two OPS of nine thirty. <sighs> What an upgrade for the Cardinals at first base. Who was their first base was before that? I don't even know. What's some, his name? Some old? No, Tattooed Man. Um, um, shit. Been watching too much football. I know, right? I'm looking right now. Yeah, he's on a one-year deal there. It wasn't Matt Carpenter, was it? Some of it was Matt Carpenter. Good God. Who is this? Jay Martinez. Oh, Jose Martinez. Duh. Shit. Yeah, I knew that. I had him in fantasy. What a wicked, wicked man. Yeah. Let's see. Let's look at his stats here real quick. 309 average. OBP is 372. 850. So where are they going to move him? I don't know. Is he still on that team? Let's see. I'm looking at all the free agents that haven't signed. Mm-hmm. There have been like a, a pretty good amount of like no-name people getting signed. Like Whit Merrifield and Neil Walker and Martin Perez, Greg Holland... Wade Miley, these have all been signed. They're all sort of like B, B minus players. Mm-hmm. I guess Wade Merrifield has like a, a ton of potential, but the people who haven't been signed are Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, Patrick Corbin, Craig Kimbrell. Let's see who else. Those are the big names. Those are the big names, certainly. Dallas Keuchel, Josh Donaldson is finally with the uh, Braves, right? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Do you think that's uh, just adding a little bit of depth? Yes. Yeah. When he's healthy, he's nails. Yeah. He brings a, a cultural attitude to a clubhouse that is extremely unhealthy. Um, he's a real hothead son of a bitch. But, uh, hmm. And his calves, I mean, as we've discussed, are <laughs> very expensive. Very valuable, yes. Is Tulo still with the Blue Jays? He must be. I thought that he signed with the Yankees. Did he? Let's take a look. New York Yankees. Okay. So that's just so that's just backup plan for Didi being hurt. That's what that is. 
Yeah. And you got to think they could put him in at second if they really needed him or third if they really needed him. But yeah. Miguel Andujar, in my mind, has that third base spot. Yeah. To me, I don't know why I feel like Miguel Andujar is not going to be a Yankee for too long. I don't know why. It just feels like he's a trade piece. I think that's fair. He's put up a lot of value in his first season. If he does the same thing for next season, they may need a, you know, a bullpen arm or a rotation arm. They would definitely trade him away. The Yankees seem to be pretty hot on pissing all over his face, and I don't really understand why. Really? Yeah. It just seems like he's always the odd man out. I don't know why that is. They don't just like young people. They like veterans that cost money. Good point. The, the old Yankees did anyway. I don't really know what's going on now with that. I think Cashman still holds on to value a little bit, but not a crazy I would agree. Yeah, I don't think that he... They're a fine hybrid team, just like the Sox. Yeah, and I, but I think that it makes sense. That's the seems to be the way the blueprint is to build a team now, is just to, you know, actually go yeah. through and build from the depths, and then go from there. Build from the depths, and you fill the gaps in the agents, trade yeah. away whatever you need to get, and... Go from there. They rocked. Yeah. Uh, but not enough. Yeah, no. So what do you think about this Harper thing? What's... Uh, my prediction is he goes to the Phillies. Mm-hmm. I think it's ridiculous that he hasn't signed with anyone mm-hmm. for one of those super bag contracts. Yep. Um, he deserves that. He'll be worth it. He's young. He, you're not signing a 33-year-old to a seven-year contract. You're signing like a 24-year-old to a 10-year. Um, so that, that to me, whatever team he goes on um, is going to immediately make a lot of money by having them on his team, mm-hmm. having him on their team. Um, and it's just kind of crazy that no one's done anything about it. Same with Machado. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I've heard more interest out of the White Sox than anybody else with him, but that hasn't really seemed to pan out at all. Well, the media seems to think that like teams have quote-unquote smartened up, and they're just not going to do these big contracts anymore. I kind of agree with that. That's what it seems like is happening. Yeah, but you know that these two guys are not normal people, and they will sure. work it in the long run. But, I mean, is Bryce Harper in year 10 really going to be... I mean, you don't know. I mean, maybe, but... I think yes, but not for an NL team. He'll be a DH somewhere else. Yeah, probably so, but... Well, I guarantee if he signs with an NL team, we'll see an AL team eating his contract and him playing DH eight years from now. Ah, the old Albert Pujols move. Just like a Pujols. (laughs) So I think that Scott Boris has overplayed his hand with this situation, where he thinks that... They they set that, that precedent from... The beginning of last season, that he was going to go out and make ten years, three hundred million, and I don't think the market ever developed for that. And you got to sit and let the market come to you a little bit. But there. I, I firmly believe if the Nationals have offered him that, and he's like looking for something better. Yeah. Oh no, I, I think so too, uh, and I don't necessarily blame him there. But the market is there. Every team has the money to do that. Yeah, but they're right just now. not doing it. They're not doing it. They're scared. They see shitty contracts that are long term, where things don't pan out, and they're not wrong to make that observation. Mm-hmm. But you got to jump on a Bryce Harper. Yeah. Yeah, I think that there's... I mean, it's the Chris Sale thing, right? I mean, there was... They had to. Like, there was nothing that was really, for the most part, off limits when it came to that trade. Totally agree. I think, you know, you, you got to bite the bullet. you got to realize that he's not going to make it through 10 on your team. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get a return of medium prospects seven years later. Yeah, and I mean, at that point, you're just going to be in rebuilding anyway, so what does it matter? And what does $300 million mean in 10 years? Like, we don't know. Good point. Yeah, because, I mean, it's definitely inflated to that value now. But, I mean, A-Rod made something similar. A quarter of a million. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, that was that was like a sixth of the Rangers' payroll at that time. Yeah, and, like, he did wonderful things. Absolutely. For the Rangers and for the Yankees. Yeah, they just couldn't afford to pay any other players for the in the Rangers' case. 
I got to plug him in the box. He's good in the box. He's real good in the box. I, I like, like him a lot. Guy, but he knows his shit. Yeah. I don't like, yeah, I'm 100% with you. And I'm not really one to pick on guys that do steroids and all that. I really don't care for the most part, but he's a, he's a clown. <laughs> but he has definitely redeemed himself in the box, for sure. Agreed. So what do you think Bryce Harper signs for? I think he signs for 320. Do you? Over 10. Okay, do you think the teams just start trying to outbet each other? I think Philly's going for that. I think so, too. Maybe Speak- 325? Somewhere in that range. That's just so much money for one player. so much. He's so good. He is. When he is healthy, he plays 100%. It's crazy. It just... Except for running the first base. It it really, really... Concern isn't the word. I don't know what the word is. But it would be concerning to me that, like, look at the Nationals last year. He was fantastic overall. They went nowhere. They were terrible. Yes. And got way worse as time kept going. It's crazy how good he was and how poorly they performed. That's what I'm saying. And so, I mean, in a year where that team went like 500, he was – so I guess this is probably a little bit inflated because of how bad that team was or has been. But he's got a 27.4 win above replacement. Again, probably a little bit inflated just because of that team. But it's a huge number. It's a huge number no matter what happens. And he had a lot of home runs and a lot of RBI. He was crushing he walked a lot last year. He walked 130 times. His on base, I think, was nearing 400. Yeah, he had 393, slugged 496, 889 was his OPS. So, a pretty good year. Get in there nice and deep like Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. So, Machado, I mean, is it going to be a similar situation with him? I think to a lesser degree, even. I don't think... He's been on such a shitty team for so long it's so that bad. his performance... Is largely under the radar. Yeah. To um, people who I don't know what I'm trying to say. He's on the <laughs> Orioles. They suck. Nobody watches them. Just like Goldschmidt on the on the Diamondbacks. Yeah. No one's really paying a ton of attention to that team. I think he's equally as talented as Harper. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the numbers you know prove that at all, but in my mind's eye, they are largely you know pretty close in performance. And um, he's not going to get as big a deal because he's just not as big a name. Strong agree. So I batted, or he bat, I batted. He batted 297, 367 on base and 538 slugging and 905 OPS for the total. So that's between the Dodgers and, and, uh, last year. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely great numbers. But somehow still going to end up being overshadowed. So that brings me into an interesting conversation. Um, this happened a little while back, but we, we were out of season. But Rob Manfred came out talking about Mike Trout and was talking about how he's not a star and that's his fault, essentially. Is this Rob Manfred uh, of the previously piece of shit corner circa, like, August? Has he been in the piece of shit corner? Oh, he's been in the piece of he's, shit corner. Okay, yeah. Then yes, absolutely. The commissioner. Yeah. So he he came out and basically said, like, look, if, if Mike Trout wants to become a star, we're going to need a little bit more help from Mike Trout. Right. In which case I say, fuck you. Because there's several different things to consider here, but I think that the MLB is on a path of eating itself for its own profits, and that's why the sport is not growing like people think it is. So people want to talk about the game being too long, and people want to talk about all that. It's shorter than a football game. Yeah. Almost every time. And so I don't really... So I've really struggled to understand like why that is, you know, or why we, we keep thinking that well, we is not the word I would use here, but why baseball in general keeps thinking we need to speed games up. It takes too long. That's bullshit. 
That's not the problem. That's definitely not the problem. What, where's your take here? Well, I don't know what the problem is, but I know it's definitely not the story okay. of the game. So, multifaceted. So, I definitely should hear your thoughts. But baseball essentially created a media company about 10 years ago called BAM. Mm-hmm. And they control every single clip of every single baseball play that goes out on the internet. Period. Okay. So, for instance, during the World Series, I was tweeting out of our, our outfielder account tweeting a few home runs, showing like, whoa, this is badass. Like, this is big going on. Yeah. I had a cease and desist from no over way. Twitter from MLB within like 10 minutes. Holy shit. Because I'm not, you know, because basically I was cutting my own gifts and using them. So just like the NFL. Basically. The NFL's relaxed their policy on that a ton though. But like, base, like, look at basketball. They don't give a shit. And look how much basketball's exploded the last 10 years. Whether we follow it or not, yeah. you know, it's, it's huge. And... I think that's a huge hindrance to what's going on because I, I understand both sides of this. I understand we want to control every single clip that goes out because we want to make sure that we capitalize and monetize off that. I absolutely understand that. But at the same time, it's like they're selling out the sport because, you know, like if our followers go look at our Twitter account and they can see these things, they can be like, oh, look, Mike Trout, big star. And he's a soft-spoken guy. So, like, that definitely sucks. But, like, I mean, he's an absolute superstar. So would you say this whole clip thing is sort of a microcosm of the issues with yes. MLB, or is that the issue? Uh, that, well, that's that's a microcosm of it's it. It's like an example of the like trends that they're taking. Correct. And so what ends up happening is people our age are not sharing these this stuff out nearly as much. You know, the, the stuff that we want to have control of and share, and we're not doing that. So the sport isn't growing. People aren't seeing, whoa, like LeBron can, you know, have a triple-double every night or, you know, whatever the, the awe isn't there. And it's insane. It really is. And I don't understand. I get that they're trying to capitalize it, like I said, but it feels like they're selling out the longevity of the sport, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I don't think it has to do with the... I, I, love, I love that example that you gave. That's an example, but yeah. We talked a little bit about the length of the game. I don't think it has to do with the length, but the pace of play is extremely slow. Mm-hmm. I mean, football is too, but they, they keep you busy and they have you look at Pepsi commercials or go to a dance or whatever. Mm-hmm. In between... Baseball is slow and methodical, mm-hmm. and every, every circumstance is different. Like, every pitch is its own sort of data points, and they've developed this rich, you know, database of information to, you know, get some really deep stats. I love watching the other sports try to come up with that shit and be able to capture it, but it is a very, every pitch is like, you know, here's 19 variables where you're toggling in each one of those variables, and it's suspense-driven, mm-hmm. and you can't get young people involved in that super easily. So I don't know how they crack the code on that. Yeah. It won't be easy. No. But I certainly think that it starts with them sharing this stuff. I mean, that's we live in a world of sharing now. Yeah. Ultimately. So it starts with that of being like, just getting the eyes on it. Because there are people that, you know, I keep going back to LeBron, but people know about LeBron that don't watch basketball. Right. And that, there's a reason for that. And the, ML, or, excuse me, the uh, NBA has done a really good job of going through... And making sure that it's putting itself in the best position to prosper in the, in the coming years, especially as football starts to take a struggle with the CE, CTE stuff and all that. Yeah. I think that it just, it's a shame to see baseball not following some kind of suit. And, I mean, they do a lot of things to get in their way. I mean, the other side of that is that exact same example with Mike Trout, right? Like, why would they not try to put him on a pedestal and make him the best, the absolute superstar that they have the power to be able to do that why would they not do that it's not his fault at all 
baseball has a really long history of doing really stupid crap and then turning around and blaming the players. Right. They have, they're the best at that. And I was really hoping that with Rob Manfred that would not be the case, that he'd be a little bit more progressive thinking than that. But he's an idiot if, he's, if he thinks that it's Mike Trout's fault that he's not a superstar or whatever. Ridiculous comments that we all love in that episode, for sure. It's just insane, man. It really is. And it's, it's something I've thought a ton about over the offseason because it's definitely a war that I feel like waging in a lot of ways. I mean, the thing is, though, I mean, you look at it from an owner standpoint, though, they don't give a fuck because they already made, they've already made their money. And they don't give a shit if they sold up the longevity of the sport. It doesn't matter. Speaking of wars... When is the CBA up, and how likely is it that the team, that the players strike? So it's 2021, and I think that they will strike. I think they will, too. Uh, I mean, baseball does not have its shit together. I mean, this is a great example of that. But they have no kind of marketing plan. They have no kind of, like, I mean, the things that players look for now, baseball's clueless on. You have two of the top players in the game, Manny Machado and Bryce Harper, not getting signed for deals that much lesser mere mortals have gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, People are going to be pissed. Yeah, and, and, and owners aren't money. using the money. That's the crazy part about it. Right. And then we're, they're still getting taxpayers paid for their fucking stadiums. So that's a whole other thing. And that's something I'm velvetly against. Is I think that's so stupid. Surely we've talked about this. Before. I'm sure we have, but I can't stand publicly financed. Say, does that happen in baseball a lot? It does? Yeah. Okay. But, we, you know, we've, we're talking about a lot of, like, deep-seated issues with baseball. Pace of play, players getting paid, stadium funding... These are all kind of converging towards the 21 CBA, and some of the some of these issues are player-oriented. A lot of them are, like, globally baseball-oriented. Correct. And I got to think there are going to be some major changes on the horizon in three years. I think so, too. It is something that they should have already done something about. And we've talked about how they could reorganize this league to make it make more sense and add two teams. And yes. That was a great... favorite. Yeah, that was a ton of fun to talk about. But we've talked a ton about that. I can't help but feel like some of that stuff might be on the horizon. Yeah, it just I feels agree. like it. Yeah, I agree. There's there's plenty of talent out there to field a, a great number of great teams. Yeah, I'm sure that they're not going to dissolve both leagues, get rid of, you know, get, you know, just make a permanent designated hitter and all that stuff right away on top of re-sanctioning everything. But well, J Mac and Sambino are rip the bandaid off fast guys. Absolutely, Manfred's you know got to play both sides. We got to get him out of there. I think that's I feel like that's what we got to work on this season. Just get him on out of there. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Let's see. We're going to do an away trip. We are going to do an away trip. So have we narrowed that down yet? Well, uh, the Rangers play the NL Central, so that means we could go to Pittsburgh, which would be cool. Ooh, that would be we awesome. We could do the Brewers, which would be cool. Yep. What does the NL, uh, the AL East play? So let's see. That'd I mean, cool yeah, it's one of those things where I want to I wanna do one of the teams that we, we kind of watch because nobody else does. Like, we talk about, like, the Rockies a ton. We talk about the Diamondbacks a lot. Talk about the Braves a lot. The Braves a lot, yep. Which, I mean, that's easy to do since you're in Atlanta. We haven't considered San Diego, but uh, I, mean, I don't know. That's more for the experience than anything. Well, we got to hook up in San Diego. That's a, that's a good point. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways we could go with it. We've been talking about a ton of things. I can't wait to see what, what we finally have to settle on. But I think that's probably going to be like late summer, something like that. We'll have to narrow our choices, but stay tuned. We'll, we'll find a destination and get you guys amped up for that. Absolutely. Alrighty, well, we'll be back here in a couple of weeks for predictions and all that stuff, and I can't wait, man. Looking forward to it. Can't wait for baseball to start. Fuck football. Down with football. Up with baseball. Let's go.
It was definitely great to talk some baseball with the great Sambino. The good news is we're going to be back later this week with episode talking about some of the recent rule changes that have been proposed by the players and the MLB before we get to the 2021 collective bargaining agreement. So make sure to check that out. Should be me, Ben, and Sam back. So can't wait for that. We want to remind you guys to follow us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at OutfielderPod. We are on Facebook, the Outfielder Podcast, as well as Sensibly Loud Media. Make sure to check us out on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends. We are also on Spotify and wherever else you get your podcast medium. We would like to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 56 of the Outfielder Podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with the sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. Big ups to Kevin Towers. Don't text and drive, and we'll see you right back here next time on the Outbuilder Podcast. Go, 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 go.